Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there is an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. The auction is open right now. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, always great promotions up at Wildcard and Sasquatch Casinos. Uh, Mustang RTR, nearly $28,000 in cash. You get to pick which one you want. The weekend of Friday, March 8th. Yep, you get to pick what you want. Get on up there, see how you can win. Check out their awesome sports book. They have a great menu, really loose slots. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Well, today, I believe, is the final day. Actually, it's more than just the final day of this cold weather. Yeah. We have to probably deal with it for another maybe three more hours. Okay. Are you going to be okay? I, I'm all right. You are all bundled up, I, Mr. I, I, I am, and make no apologies for it. Right. Uh, I've never been happier or will not ever have been happier to see 35 degrees in my life. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, but, but, I'm old now, and I don't move around quite the way that I did right. in cold weather. I used to be... Pretty solid in cold weather, not so much anymore. Right. By the so, way, Nigel yeah. doing the show today. Uh, I don't know if you ran out of hats or you're saying, you know what, I'm going to support my team. He went Steelers. despite losing. Yeah. You wear that Steelers hat a lot. Clearly, that's your team. Did you wear it on purpose or you just ran out of hats because it's cold? Just grab. I wore it on purpose to that show support. Did Good you? For you. Yeah. Well done. Did you see Mike Tomlin leave on the question of his contract? Well, the press conference is over. It was. It felt like it was over. Yeah. And then somebody just threw that in there. Well, the PR guy said, anymore. Right. And so, you know. Usually it's Sean Payton saying, that was the yeah, last yeah, one. Yeah, one more. No, one that more, was one, the last one. more one. question. Last yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had it with you guys. I love it when he does that. Time now way. for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Valerie Nichuchkin is going to be leaving the Avalanche for an indefinite period of time. Is going to get care from the Players Assistance Program. Uh, this coming from the NHLPA and the NHL. Uh, 22 goals, 42 points, 40 games. Uh, he'd be on pace to have the best season of his career. Uh, maybe the best stretch of his career is right after his daughter was born yeah. recently. It is a shame with what is going on with him. I think when you talk about whether it is mental health issues or other things, all of us should empathize with the person going through it because, quite frankly, we haven't walked in their shoes. But with that, and I'm not trying to be critical of the Avalanche organization. They do things the right way on many different levels. When I heard about this story, I thought to myself, where have we kind of seen this story before? Yeah. Meaning, they've known Nachuchkin has had some challenges for a while. Obvious. And I'm guessing these challenges, and I'm not going to go into what I believe it is from what I've been told. I'll just say challenges. I'm guessing they knew this before he even signed his contract. I don't think this just suddenly creeped up. With that, when you look at Gabriel Landeskog's mm. knee, mm -hmm. now... You can't tell grown men what to do, and I understand that. A team cannot say to a player, you have to have surgery. 
you have to go into treatment. I don't know how hard they pushed, but last year, I don't want to say they jeopardized a cup run because Landeskog's injury was significant, right? But we all felt this could jeopardize the season yeah. because he waited until after the, the parade and the summer and drinking on the boat and eating cornflakes out of the cup, right? Sure. And now you have this. I don't expect Nachuchkin to miss a lot of time. Remember, Gerard just went through the same thing. However, should the Avalanche be held a little bit more accountable for pushing their players to say, listen, we want what's best for you, but this is also kind of this could also affect the team. Yeah, what's best for us. Um, it's a fair question. And and I weighed into it without knowing what went on in the aftermath of Seattle in the offseason. Did he seek some treatment? Did he seek some therapy? Whatever. We don't know, and I'm not going to speculate because I don't know. Um, obviously, uh, he's feels the need to get some help now. The timing is, <laughs> the timing is unfortunate at the very least. Uh, it is distracting at the very least. And to your point, the question is a fair one. Look, I'm not saying they would have been in the Western finals a year ago with Val in that series against Seattle. Correct. I would have liked their chances. Yep. I would have liked their chances against Dallas in the next round. I don't know about Vegas in the Western finals, if that's the path that it would have been. I, I, I don't know about that. I know it affected their postseason. Yeah. I think that it's fair to say that the, the, the blow up in Seattle at least affected the postseason for the abs. And now it's affecting the regular season. Well, it affected them on the ice clearly, but I believe it also affected them off the ice when guys in that locker room were shaking their heads saying, Val, why did you do what you did? You put everything in jeopardy. Yeah. And that was always the biggest question for me. I'm, I'm like you. And, and I think that we both, I mean, you've got a cynical edge. I can be hard at times as well. But when it comes to these kind of frailties, these kind of human frailties, I'm I, look, I, I get empathize it. too. I do too. And, and I get it. And 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 I'm all for get the help that you need, get it under control, etc. But that's not the question that you asked. You asked the question, have the can the abs be held a little bit more accountable here for the timing of this? And I think the answer is I think so, but I'm not sure what he was pushed to do in the offseason in the aftermath of Seattle. Was there an attempt made to deal with some of the things that he's obviously going to be dealing with now? Is it an ongoing thing? Uh, Has it not been dealt with at some time in the past? Those are things that I don't really know, but I know that you want Val to be in the right place. Maybe... This is the right timing. The grind of January into February. Get it out of the way and get this team whole as you head to the spring and the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, when you when you co- combine it with the two years now that Gabe Landeskog has missed and some of the decisions that were made in the aftermath of winning the cup, right? Eh, 
yeah, I, I think you can ask at least about the timing. I'll tell you this. The the avalanche they lost last night to Montreal. Yeah. Um, game was tied at three. About four minutes to go in the game, they wind up losing. They were on a really good streak. You know, they, they had some impressive wins. Yeah, very good. You know, on Saturday night against Toronto, hockey night in Canada. You know, they're down 3 nothing. They come back to win. On uh, their last 12, I think they've won like nine. Yeah, they've been awesome. They played well. They've been but, on a heater. But I got to tell you something. Looking at these lines, uh, last year's lines look, look like a bunch of all-stars compared to what I'm looking at right here. Drew and McKinnon, Rantanen, they're fine, right? Then you have Yoel, Kiviranta, Ross Colton, and Logan O'Connor. That's your second line. Yeah. That's your second line. Let me repeat that. That's your second line. Cogliano, Johansson, Poland, that's your third line. And Cogliano's not, been going good. I'm not going to even bother with the fourth line. Right. You're going to get back Nachuchkin. I get it. You're going to get back Lekkinen. Right. I understand that. They're going to replace... Kivi Ranta, and Logan O'Connor. Now you have those guys on the third line. Not much of a third line. Ryan Johansson overall has been a disappointment. Mm-hmm. He was great in November. Yep, hasn't done much since. Hasn't done much since. And I know it's going to seem like I'm bashing on Ross Colton, but I want to put something into perspective what Ross Colton has done. He's a nice player. No better than a third line player. Mm-hmm. No better. No knock on him. He's in the NHL. I'm not. Good for him. Yeah. He's getting paid. I'm not. Right. Get it. He has he has a Stanley Cup ring. I get it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, just like you didn't want, um, God, and I can't remember his name, uh, who played on the second line last year for the uh, Avalanche, just left. Oh, God. Right. Red hair. Yeah. Now you're can't putting me, Yeah. Right. No. You didn't want him being your second line no. center. You don't want Ross Colton being your second-line center. I'm going to tell you why. You're going to look at his stats and say, wow, this guy has 10 goals. Right. Okay. Scored last night. Yeah. Got him, got him to 10. Yeah. He's one, of the le- he's one of the team's leading scorers. Let's look at the um, 10 goals that he's scored. All right? No knock on him. They're all goals. He has 10 more goals than I do. Two of those are empty netters. Two of those are on the power play. And one of them is when the Avalanche were playing the Islanders, the final score was 7-4 to four Avalanche. The Avs notched an empty net goal to make it 6-4, to four, yeah. and then Colton scored. I'm not saying those five goals don't count. Clearly, they count. But it inflates the numbers. I don't care <coughs> what Ross Colton does on the power play is great. They didn't bring him in to score power play goals. They brought him in to score even strength goals on the third line and occasionally on the second line if absolutely necessary. He has 10 goals on the stat sheet. To me, he has five. JT Comper is what we were thinking, by the way. Took a minute to get there. You didn't want JT Comper being your second line center, is my point. And then we haven't even gotten into... Yorgiev. And that's a wow. Please don't tell me that he's an all-star. I know he's an all-star. Again, his save percentage is under 90%. Gave up four goals to a, a Montreal team that isn't very good. I don't feel comfortable about this team with who their backstop is right now. I don't like their second and third lines or third and fourth lines. And I'm assuming they're going to get back 
Lekkonen, and Nichushkin. Can they outscore their lack of goalkeeping? In other words, two years ago they could. Yeah, they track meted right. You can out you can outscore your goaltending when your third and fourth lines are scoring in the playoffs. Yeah, you can. You you need to get an occasional goal here and there. But generally speaking, how has it worked out for Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid? Yeah, it hasn't. Those two guys are flat out superstars, and the Avs have superstars too. Can, can the Avs outscore other teams with poor goaltending? Did we watch the Seattle series last year? Right. Okay, I'm hearing the need for a trade. Yes, and you can't wait around to see if Landis Gog's going to play. Right. Yeah, yeah. The Landis Gog thing, you got to put on the back burner. That's pennies from heaven if it happens. I know where the Avs are in the standings. I get it. These are regular season games. You're talking about the postseason, right? Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. Listen. Right. In the in the regular season, you have no idea who's who's playing, mm-hmm. who's not playing. Listen, there there are guys who are missing regular season games when clearly they would play in the I playoffs. You. Maybe you're getting somebody on a back to back. Maybe you're getting somebody and they're 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 finishing up a five game road trip. You're going head to head, and then you're matching lines, and all becomes about matchups. They don't have third and fourth lines is what they don't have. And quite frankly, looking at their second line right now, they don't have a second line either. Do, so they're. Do so, they have a third line with Nakushkin and Lekkonen back? Well, do I mean? Do you think that there is enough on the third line? Well, or you, they you, need to add. Well, let's look at the second line. The second line is going to be centered by Colner Johansson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Then, it, let's say you get back Nakushkin, and you get back Lekkonen. If you move the two guys on the current second line down. Kiwi Ranta and Logan O'Connor, that's your third line. How good do you feel about that being centered either by Johansson or Colton? Yeah. And we haven't even gotten to the fourth line. McDermott, Olafson, and Caleb Jones. I know what they've done in the regular season. I know they're close to near the top. They're three points behind Vancouver. Right. For the top spot in the NHL. One point behind Winnipeg for the top spot in the division. This reminds me a little bit of when the Nuggets had Carmelo Anthony. And they were always a a pretty good regular season team. But you knew when they got to the playoffs, they had some holes. Mm -hmm. For them, it was defensively. Right. It was a major issue for them. With this, I'm looking at third and fourth lines. I'll repeat the phrase if you haven't heard me say it. It's not an original phrase. You win in the regular season with your top two lines. You win in the playoffs with your bottom two lines. Seattle's a perfect example of that. And yes, they're winning games because McKinnon is on a ridiculous tear. Oh my gosh, yes. And again, we haven't even spent much time talking about Georgiev. Coming up after the break, some pretty interesting football games last night. Yes. I am not so sure I have seen a team, unless you can think of one, that has fallen so fast, faster than a bowling ball falling off of a table. Also, the team they beat, or excuse me, the team that beat them, are there similarities between the Buccaneers and the Broncos? That's next.
presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Auction is open right now. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool sh- since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. Hyperbole alert here, unless you want to uh, tell me that um, you can't think of another team that has gone through this. The Philadelphia Eagles' fall from grace has been nothing short of breathtaking. On Thanksgiving, you could have made the case they were the best team in football. Sure. This is coming off going to the Super Bowl. And they looked like a team that had no business being in the playoffs. Couldn't agree more. And to me, it all starts with Jalen Hurts. Reports are this team is going to be completely broken up. And it looks like a team that should be broken up. And I think it starts with Jalen Hurts. I know that he has some health issues, specifically on his throwing hand. But this is what I noticed. I bet enough on sports to know this about betting on mobile quarterbacks in the playoffs. Generally speaking, expect quarterbacks who can run to run for more yards in the playoffs because they have such a desire to win, they will sacrifice their body to get a couple of extra yards. Makes sense. Mahomes does it consistently. In the playoffs, he doesn't run for a lot of yards in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he'll always run for a little bit more. Mayfield did it last night. Exactly. What did or we... Baker? Right. Baker. Apparently, we just call him Baker. Yeah. That was odd to me. Baker. What did we see out of Jalen Hurts making business decisions, running the ball one time, and it was brought back because of a hold, and quite frankly. If that hole didn't happen, it wouldn't have been 13 yards. You're right. Okay. He had no interest in getting hit. He had no interest in taking one for the team. And De- Devontae Smith was unbelievable. How Sirianni did not call more designed runs. Maybe Jalen Hurts didn't want to run the ball. Yeah, maybe. But it was a complete disaster for a team. And I, I have never seen a team that far from grace in such a short amount of time. They were ten, what a ten and one. They were ten and one. Ten and one. And then in the first game in December, they played San Francisco, and it's like they got hit in the face with a cast iron skillet. And as they were falling back, somebody did a sweeping top spin forehand to the back of the head, and that was their season. Yeah, someone jumped from the top uh, rung. Yeah. yeah, and took them out. I, I, yeah, I've never seen a more disinterested football team with a better supposed pedigree in my life. I mean, this was a team that was three points away from winning the Super Bowl that you arguably could have made, you could have made the argument very convincingly, was the best team in football a year ago to a team that, frankly, didn't look like it belonged in the postseason. What were we saying at the trade deadline? The Eagles are short in their secondary. Mm -hmm. Go get a Justin Simmons. 
and you are complete. Yeah. The Death Star is complete. Yeah. Uh, they did bring a guy in. I, I, I've never seen worse tackling in my life. It's an effort thing. It, it, it is an effort It's thing. a business decision yeah. thing. You don't want to get hit. You don't want to get injured. And to me, it all started with Jalen Hurts. Let's flip it around to the Buccaneers. And you can make the case that the Buccaneers this year mirror what the Broncos could be going through this upcoming offseason. Mm-hmm. $80 million in dead cap money. Yeah. Yet they got Baker Mayfield, yep. who was shelved, basically, became a journeyman quarterback for a couple of years with the Rams, with the Carolina Panthers, after he fell out of favor, not so much with the Browns, but with Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Those two guys did not get along from the people I've talked to who are close to Baker Mayfield. That was a bad marriage. Baker Mayfield can play. Baker Mayfield is probably going to get a contract in the neighborhood of about 33 to 37 million. And well, he should just by winning this playoff. Bet on himself and good for him. But now let's look at what the Broncos have. If they get rid of Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. there's still 18 million over the cap right now, from what I understand. And then if they eat just half of it this year, that's 35 plus 18. That's about 53. It's not as bad. However, they don't have a quarterback, just like Tampa didn't have a quarterback. But they got fortunate getting a Baker Mayfield. Who out there do you look at and say, this guy can have a one-year Baker Mayfield resurgence? Is it a Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it a Ryan Tannehill, a Jameis Winston, a Sam Donald? Ironically, ironically, um, you have a bunch of top five picks in there. Jameis Winston, yeah, top five pick. You have um, Sam Darnold, top five pick. Baker Mayfield, top overall pick. These guys were picked high for a reason, but I don't feel that confident they're going to be able to get that guy. Yeah, that I mean, what Baker did. Jameis Winston probably makes the most sense to most people if you just play connecting the dots. Want nothing to do with them after what happened at the I end of that you. Saints game. I, I hear you. Um, he does have experience with uh, with Sean Payton. I don't think any of them sound very good to me. They're not. I mean, there's a reason they're all available. Right. right? There are, There's a reason. Sam Darnold was a guy that was about as um, about as celebrated as you could get going into the NFL. And he's a ship without a harbor, basically, now in this league. Uh, can you squeeze something out of Sam Darnold that no one else has been able to? Is Sean Payton enough of the quarterback whisperer? Well, he didn't whisper well enough with Russell Wilson. What makes you think he's, he's going to do Actually, it? he did he did whisper very well with Russell Wilson. Yeah, well. He, he showed that he could still play. Yeah, no question. But not, not in... He wasn't satisfied with it, though. I mean, so, I mean, they're three and five. They've just beaten the Chiefs, and he's trying to get his, con- you know, Russ's contract restructured. Right. I, you know, it, it's, it, it is, y- yes, Tampa Bay is a good example for what can happen. It's also a very highly unlikely example. I'm going to give you another why it's, I'm going to give you another why it's highly unlikely that the Broncos make the playoffs compared to the Buccaneers that won the division at nine and eight. Mm-hmm. Listen, Broncos were one game away from nine and eight. Yeah. Well, but what kind of division do they play? That's number one. Right. Right. The, 
division the Bucks play in is not very good. No. But then again, how good were the Raiders? How good were the Chargers? Fair. You would expect them to be better if Jim, talking about the Chargers, they're going to be better if Jim Harbaugh takes over. I mean, the Chiefs weren't any good in 111. That's right. Here's the other thing. Let's look at the players that Tampa has on its roster. Far better than the ones the Broncos have. Maybe outside of Sertan. And maybe Justin Simmons. Levante David. Their middle linebacker, White. Mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett. Vita Vea. They have guys who, as as recently as, what, three years ago, yeah. won a Super Bowl? Sure. They still have some stud defensive yeah, players. Yeah, there still. I they agree. have stud defensive players on that mm-hmm. team. The Broncos don't have stud defensive players. Also, the Broncos don't have Mike Evans. They don't have Chris Godwin. They don't have any of that stuff. No. So, I don't want to say that the Buccaneers looked at themselves as a quarterback away, but they needed a quarterback to steady the ship. Baker Mayfield, certainly the right guy. Do you think a quarterback comes in here and steadies the ship? Gets them to nine and eight? I don't think so. Again, yeah, I keep going back to this because I've said it many times. They were practically injury-free this year. What's going to happen when they have some injuries? It's a fair question. You can twist just – you can you can wring the rag and get just about anything you want out of the Broncos. What are they, 3-1 and one against teams left in the playoffs? For instance. Oh, please. I, I mean, or 3-2. Let, 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 let's, let's not – okay. No disrespect to you. Let's not – No, no. You can give it, me disrespect. That's okay. Fine. No, it has nothing to do – Doesn't bother me well, at all. The, the, the Broncos – the Broncos beat the Packers. The Packers would beat them by five scores. Packers – Bills, right now, Chiefs I, I and five's you. a bit I, of an exaggeration. I, I hear you. They I, beat them by two scores. I, Kansas City I, would I kick the crap you. out I of them. I hear you. Right. I, I I hear you. But you're but you're giving me they would do it now. They didn't do it then. That's fine. That's all I'm saying. They're, but you know what? Great teams do. They play their best football when they need to. No question. What about did the it. Broncos do at the end of the season? All I'm they saying, vomited all over their sweater. You are correct. Absolutely. It is still very much a work in progress. But if you are seeing the glass half full, which I'm not generally inclined to do, you could make that argument. I'm not saying I believe it, but that's, to me, the thin line in the NFL. On one hand, it's a huge hurdle to jump. you got to find a quarterback. On the other hand, Baker Mayfield has helped to transform, along with a really pretty good defense, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But that has been timing more than anything, hasn't it? The Bucs got hot at the right time of the season. The Bills got hot at the right time of the season. Look, the Broncos went to Buffalo and won a game. I'm not sitting here saying they were better than Buffalo, but they went to Buffalo. They beat them on that day. Right. This is the NFL. Right. Just like the Packers beat the Cowboys on that day. Absolutely. If if the Packers play the Cowboys 10 more times right now, do you expect the Packers to win eight of them? I don't. No, I certainly don't. Although I didn't expect them to win one of them in the way that they did it. But I'll tell you something about the Packers. If people want to bring up the Packers, the Broncos beat the Packers. The Packers, fourth youngest team in the league. Jordan Love finally starting. He basically had a rookie quarterback out there in his fourth year. Yeah, no question. Is what you really had. And a really young, wide-receiving core as well. A very young team. Yes. They 
gelled together as the season went along. Right. The Broncos fell apart at the end of the season. Yes, they did. And the Broncos, I believe I have this right, are the 22nd oldest roster in the NFL. That's encouraging. So that, yeah. So you've got you've got some really serious challenges. So if we're going to compare what if we're going to compare the salary cap situation with Tampa, that could be apples to apples in the sense that both are taking on a lot of water. Yeah. The, the Broncos are taking on less, but the Buccaneers have a better roster. Yeah. And and your point and you've made a really good point on on this before and it's worth repeating. There are two teams. The the Rams were also in a very bad cap situation. And but the difference is that Baker Mayfield turned back into the good version of Baker Mayfield in Tampa. Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford. Right. I mean, don't tell me that you wouldn't take Matt Stafford right now to kind of try to cure your quarterback, Ailes. The, the Broncos don't have a quarterback situation. don't have an answer at quarterback I'll, I'll right tell you now. what I find to be incredibly ironic about Les Need. F them picks after he traded for Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. You'd be hard-pressed to find a guy over the last three years, years who has a better draft record than Les Snead. Yeah. Just guys that he's hit on even after F those picks. He, he hits on more guys, it feels like, than guys he doesn't hit on. Mm-hmm. You're lucky to be 50-50 in this league. Feels like this guy hits on just about everybody. Coming up after the break tonight, it is the 76ers against the Nuggets. Joel Embiid, I'm not going to tease it and say, will he play? He hasn't played in a lot of big games this year. And it is a back-to-back, even a home back-to-back, and he did play last night. You know, he's had the flu this year. He's had some knee problems. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the uh, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman tomorrow, and auction for... Uh, skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Nugget 76ers tonight. A meeting of the Last three MVP award winners, for lack of a better phrase. Two mm. with Jokic, yeah. and then you have Embiid. Uh, Nuggets don't have to win tonight. This isn't the NFL where every game is a must yeah. win. But do you consider this game important for them to win or just another game? Well, I mean, considering playing, they are in the midst of a stretch where they're playing 11 of 13 on the road. Um, I, I think when you... The game itself, singularly, is not that big a deal, but I do think that this stretch of games 
is important for the Nuggets to play well in. Uh, they're playing very good teams, um, and 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 I think that you start to get a sense for your depth and what you can trust in your depth. But I think the whole Embiid, Jokic, Jokic, Embiid thing, I'm not saying it died on the vine during last year's playoff run. That's silly to it, say. I think it did. But but it, Argument's it, it, over. it just lost all of its, uh, to me, most of its oomph if that's a phrase that we can use on this show. Right. I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, Embiid has played significantly better this season. Well, they're putting him in. I mean, they put him in last night to basically get a couple of buckets and a couple of rebounds to continue. What is he on a 30-10 or 30? Yeah, 30-10 stretch right now. So, I mean, it, it, I, I think that's funny. But whatever. I'll, I'll tell you the, the number that pops off the page to me as much as anything else. He's he's up in points this year compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Up in rebounds. Up in blocks. Up in steals. Up in three-point shooting percentage. But this is the number that jumps out. Last year, he averaged four assists a game. This year, it's six. Yeah. Maybe he's looking at Jokic's game you and saying, You know damn good well he has. Maybe I need to pass Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Without question. Embiid is having a better season at the very least statistically, and the 76ers are having a very good season. I think from a fan's point of view, which is something that the people inside Ball Arena don't care about, I think that for from a fan's perspective, from Nuggets, Nation's, Nuggets Nation perspective, they want to see the Nuggets win their next two games against the 76ers. Yeah, and Boston. I think you're probably right. For, for the ups and downs that we've had at times this season, how are you going to play against the best teams outside of Milwaukee, of course, and are you going to win those games specifically on the road? Minnesota is going to be a handful. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this during last year's playoffs. I think that was their toughest playoff matchup, and they didn't even have their best players on the floor. Right. That will be fun to watch. And adding to it is Tim Conley is the guy who constructed that roster. Sure. Sure, and that will be, once they get to it, a, a good, let's hope that they do get to that storyline and that both teams do what's necessary to get there. A lot can happen in the next few months, and a lot will happen in the next few months. Does Oklahoma City have staying power? Does Minnesota have staying power? Are the Nuggets on the rise? Are they finding uh, trustworthy depth? Um, there are so many questions about how teams are going to evolve into postseason teams, but that's the goal right now for everybody. Um, the pecking order seems fairly well established in, in terms of who the playoff teams are going to be. Now, what kind of playoff team do you round yourself into? I am not so sure the Avalanche have a championship roster right now. I'm not either. I'm not so sure the Nuggets have a championship roster right now because of their bench. And there are still questions, and we are past the first of the year. People would say, Eric, you're nuts for saying this. I'm looking long-term on this. Okay. Okay? Long-term on this. I agree with Calvin Booth that sometimes you have to build a team to win two or three titles out of every five or six years than try and win every single year because, yeah, you can really blow a hole into your cap and luxury tax Mm -hmm. and try and win every year, but you have to, at some point, 
develop young players, and that's why he kept collecting draft picks. Right. You got to get cheaper, and you got to get younger. You know what would be good for this organization? And people will hammer me for this. What would be good for this organization and for the fan base is for the Nuggets and the Timberwolves to meet in the Western Conference Finals, and the Timberwolves win. Why? And then they win the championship. No. Yep. Why? That's what you want. What? Why? Because now you have a legitimate rivalry. No. With two teams in their prime. All right. And every game, every single game, will be must-watch TV. Last two champs. Great young roster with the Timberwolves. Great, relatively young roster. Yeah. Your prime players in their prime. Gotcha. That would be awesome. The Avs had a rivalry with the Red Wings. Where did it start? In the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather win. I would rather win, too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think I'd rather win and make it incumbent upon Minnesota to make it Well, it's, it's like it's like the Bulls and the Pistons. And, and, the, and the Bulls finally had to beat the Pistons. I'm not saying I want the Nuggets to lose. Right. I would not be upset if Minnesota won a series against the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, went on to win the title. Because now... You have two teams at the height of their powers, although the Nuggets bench, once it gets to where it needs to be, and you hope it will, then they'll really be at the height of their powers. Two Titans clashing multiple times a year and then likely in the playoffs. I would like to see a rivalry. There are no rivalries in the time zone that we live in. The Broncos think they have a rivalry. They don't have a rivalry with anybody. A rivalry is, and I've said this before, a rivalry is when both teams hate each other. Yeah. Not when one team hates the other team. Mm-hmm. And not when one team constantly loses to the other team. The Rockies don't have a rivalry. It, who do you think the Chiefs' rival is? The Broncos? No. The Chiefs The Chiefs looked at the Broncos as their rival when they had Elway. They kept getting beaten down sure. every year. Did anybody really look at the Chiefs in the 1980s as the rival? No. But I, but it was I, the Raiders. But I do think that, well, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe... I think everyone's rival is the Raiders, right? I mean, and, and that's my point. So, winning, right? Winning dictates rivalries. Geography dictates rivalries. Fan bases hating each other dictates rivalries. Division play in the NFL helps too because you play yeah. those teams twice a year, guaranteed. Right. So the so the Broncos, who are rivalry lists, right? They finally beat the Chiefs. You know. I think this is the first time since Lincoln was president. Mm-hmm. And what, what what's the streak? The Raiders with Josh McDaniels and a They've whole bunch. They've now won eight in a row. Okay. So they lost to Josh McDaniels and a pair of interim coaches. Nice rivalry. Nice rivalry. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't care who their rival is. They just need to win football. I'm just talking about rivalries in general. Right. We would have one with the Nuggets and the Timberwolves, a legitimate one where both teams have players who are trending generally speaking, at the same age, same talent level, all of that. I get that. And I think that there are plenty of factors that would lead you to the possibility of a rivalry between those two teams. And and I like your reasoning right up to the... I don't nut. want them to lose. I, I, well, yeah, I, I, I prefer... But if, but if they did... Nuggets beat them in seven and... Minnesota had the game-winning shot in the air. If the Bronco, I'm fine with it. If the Nuggets are going to lose in the playoffs, I want it to be to the Timberwolves. I want it to be to them. Because playoff series build rivalries. 
That's right. Not to Oklahoma City, not to the Clippers, not to anybody else. To Minnesota. And then I want to see Minnesota win the entire thing because next year will be electric. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? A local team is moving its way up the ranks. And is a possible NFL superstar set to hang it up? You'll find out when we come back on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, <laughs> Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Auctions open right now. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, the CU Buffs women's basketball team has moved up to number three in the latest AP Top 25 poll, only behind South Carolina and Iowa. This comes after a 12-point victory in Boulder against Stanford. After making the Sweet 16 last year, would it be a disappointment if they didn't at least make the Elite Eight or perhaps a Final Four? Well, that's certainly their trajectory. Uh, They have a huge game, I believe, Friday night against UCLA. So back-to-back top 10 matchups in Boulder. I mean, and this is a basketball team that's like 15-1. I mean, what a great job. Uh, J.R. Payne has done up there, and what a fantastic program. Sweet 16 a year ago, it's uh, logical to assume that they can make progress this year and compete for a national championship, dare I say. Oh, they're ranked third in the country. Yep. And to have wins against LSU and Stanford and others, I mean, pretty good stuff as far as I'm concerned. Can you make the case when you look at football, men's basketball, Women's basketball, that from start to finish, now they're going to have to finish with a championship. Yeah. They're going to have to finish with a championship. I get it. Mm -hmm. This is the best team in the history of that school. The reason why I ask this is, during the championship season for CU back in 1990, they started 1-1-1. Well, I will say this, a Sweet 16 and a national championship back-to-back. Got to win a title, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. You'd have to win a title. Correct. Yes, I would say. But although right now, what program is trending better than CU women's basketball in the last two years at Boulder? I don't think there is one. Skiing, maybe. They're always good in skiing, right? Yeah, but, but you know there, there, there isn't a lot of I television know. coverage of skiing. I, I'm, being, I, I'm being a little. Their golf team's good. I'm being a little. Is it? I think so. Okay. I get a lot of emails on it. 
So I'm think, just assuming I think they are pretty I'm, good. I'm just going to assume they're good. I get emails about. And the I don't golf think team. they're Oklahoma State, oh. but they're probably pretty good. Right. That okay. was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. If you want to redesign your entire kitchen? They have a staff that actually specializes in that. You can't get that at the big box stores. Best appliances, they have them. Best appliances when it comes to best pricing, they have that at their clearance center in Denver. Go check them out in Denver, Louisville, Littleton, Mountain High Appliance, the best in town. Coming up after the break, Colorado Avalanche, when you just look at the standings, they're in good shape. Are they? Specifically after yesterday's news with Val Nachuchkin. That's next. 